As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We- It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. It's time. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Norfolk, Virginia, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And I'm here with my partner and co-host and producer, TJ DeSantis, and with our other co-host, the inevitable, the wonderful, the sensual, the ever-talking, ever-interesting, Sammy Phillips. Sammy, happy birthday, Sammy! Happy birthday! Thank you. I I love the ever-talking. I just want to point out real quick that the camera was not on you guys when uh, the intro was playing and that may be a good thing because we may have been moved from YouTube to Pornhub because Sam that was I don't know what you were doing over there that was oh jeez there we go get the kids out the room sorry (laughs) now you gotta worry on both angles it's not just language that can uh, get us that mature rating Uh, ladies and gentlemen that's our 53 year old Sammy Phillips Uh, 53 or 35 54. Okay. Oh, 54. But 34. 35, baby. You look beautiful. I'm telling you, you must have had a great day yesterday. I did. I was on a porn set all day. Okay. Making movie magic. Making movie magic. Not making the movie in the movie, behind the scenes, making the movie, right? Producing the producing. magic. Not Good. creating the magic. Okay. Yeah, but producers really create the magic, if I may say so myself. I mean, as a producer. Yeah, we are unsung heroes, never get any credit, receive all of the BS, all of the issues, all of the everything. No one ever says, oh my God, fantastic job. It's always, what? Well, one person does. One person does, and and he hosts this radio program. There you go. Now, Sammy, I have a a question for you. In movies and film, producers of certain status get points. Make money on the back end. Do penthouse producers ever get 
back end points, and I'm sorry to use that term. Really? But back back end, like, <laughs> come on, Buff. What are you doing? No. Uh, it's like a, you know, a buyout, a flat rate, as well right. as porn performers do not get points or royalties or residuals unless it's uh, a company that they did a specific deal with. They do get points or royalties on toys, different toy companies. They'll mold their vaginas or their boobs or their feet. And the sales of said toy will be split and or a royalty or a percent will be given to the performer in that case. But for standard, you know, adult films, no, it's just a flat rate. You're, you, you know, you have a boy girl rate, an anal rate, a cream pie rate. Um, if you add another girl into the equation, you don't get more like, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole pay structure. You know what All the right, problem so is with porn? Like there's yeah. no way to talk about it without giggling. Like, like, all the rates and all the words you just said before all that, Sammy, like I'm now uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I, I, this is my business mind now before we go into the, you know, this show stuff that we're going to talk about since the subject came up. Sammy, I think years ago you quoted us some, some fees. Now, I don't know what the standard rates that women and men make, you know, for their scenes, shall we say? Like there's a sag day rate. There's an after day rate. What is the porno day rate for guys and girls who are not maybe megastars that can command more money? Okay, so if you're new in the industry and uh, you're doing, you're a girl girl performer. Like yeah. a, a good girl girl rate is nine hundred dollars for a scene. Uh, if you're a superstar, a thousand. Uh, new girls in the industry will get eight hundred for a girl girl scene. Boy so girl, wait, 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 wait! Can I interrupt you? Nine hundred for a newcomer. If you're a superstar, a thousand. That's only a no, hundred dollars more. Eight hundred for a newcomer. Nine hundred is pretty standard for a girl girl rate, and then a thousand is if you're bigger. But that's only two hundred dollars more. Wow, that's, that's the the structure. Wow. So hang on. I'm, so I'm I'm feeling pretty damn good about my commentator rate right now. Let me tell you that. Yeah. There you go. So how many scenes can somebody film in a day on an average? Is like a limitation: two scenes, three scenes, so they can make their two, three grand a day. And uh, how many days a week would a performer like that perform? Okay, so it's different. Uh, girls typically can't do more than two scenes in a day. Like they can do a blowjob scene and a boy-girl scene or a blowjob scene and a girl-girl scene or potentially a girl-girl scene and a boy-girl scene. But your vagina, it gets sore. So if the boy is a big penis, well, you know, just a, a lot of action. I, I, I got it, Sammy. You know, <laughs> this is not the show to do on video. You guys are going to see my facial expressions now. You only hear like my audible uh, ridiculousness, but no, man. Right. So wait, I want to get into the other rates. So like, okay. it's do we have to? Like, we might get kicked off the internet. No, it's okay. Come on, all it's right. all good. All right. It's fine. So a typical boy-girl rate is a thousand for a girl. Like, if I ask somebody what's so and so's rate, a thousand for boy-girl is totally typical. Right. Um, Add $100 more if a cream pie is involved because then... Well, you, have, you have Steve Aoki there throwing a pie in their face on set, or what is that about? A cream pie is... Uh, easy, 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 easy. Come on. No. <laughs> it's Sammy, an internal it, combustion. It. <laughs> it's an internal explosion is a cream pie. <sighs> Understand. Okay. So then, then also anal, you can add up to $300 extra. So if a girl... If like a bigger girl is twelve hundred for a boy girl scene, she could charge fifteen, sixteen for anal. 
But then the superstars, like the biggest ones, they're about two grand for a boy-girl scene. So if you're talking anal, it could go up to three grand. So it's different. But then boys get the, the poop end of the stick. So their rate, a standard guy rate, is 500 for a scene. You know what I'm learning here, guys, is that this industry is similar to the music industry in the sense that you don't get made or you don't make a lot of money for your actual uh, releases. Don't get cute with that here. Um, but with with that said, it's like you get the money in the merch, the appearances and, and things like that. It sounds like that's how you make your money in this industry as well. Yeah, but also, guys, it's different. Guys can do easily a couple of scenes in a day. It just depends. Like, you know, um, unfortunately, they literally get half of what women get and right. they do twice as much work because they typically have to carry the scene as, you know, the more dominant one in the scene. Like if it's, uh, like if it's step, if it's a step daddy genre of mm. a movie, it's an older guy and a younger looking girl. If it's a milf genre, it's an older looking woman and a younger looking guy. So, um, when the guys don't perform, like you, you're only as good as your performance right now today. So if you're having wood problems and you're causing delays on the production where we have to go overtime at a location and pay extra money, pay overtime to uh, people on the set, et cetera, et cetera, then we dock your pay. So you don't get your full rate. We take some back. So it you sounds know, like, just, sorry, Buff, it, it sounds like the budget for a film isn't primarily spent on talent either it's, it's it's other things that are probably more expensive than you know the participants themselves actually talent is a significant portion of the budget talent right. and, and you know editing and uh uh crew so i mean how much know? how much does it cost to do like one scene uh it depends on the it, scene it could be you know, it, it, it depends more. like okay. you know it, it just depends but i mean if it, your highest cost is three thousand dollars from a superstar like I mean, but remember, you have eight actors in one movie. Oh, wow. That adds, really? That adds up right there. That's right there doing the math real quick. That's 16, 20,000 a day. It could be, right. you know, I mean, uh, listen, I, I just want to let you know, I can appreciate and understand the wood problems that your men actors go through. I had a wood problem last year, but I termited my house. I put a tent on my house. I didn't I know where you're going with that one, Buffer. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it's called a joke. <laughs> I was just like, all right, we're going here. Terminex. This Terminex. Is, this is going to end up on Paul Terminex. This is going to end up on MMA Junkie. <laughs> all right, guys. Sammy, yeah. I, I respect you. You work so hard in this industry, and it is an industry. And one quote you did say before when I asked you very quite frankly, I asked you if, if doing porno work is, is almost similar to prostitution because you're being paid to have sex. Your answer back then was yes. So do you still agree with that answer? I mean – uh, prostitution, I think, is a, a stigmatized word. Uh -huh. um, it, if the definition of prostitution is an exchange of money for services, right. then, yes, it's a similar exchange of money for services, except it's, it's recorded <laughs> as mm, opposed yeah. to being privately done in someone's so home. So it's called art. Or it's just called filming. Right. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> acting. It's acting, really, at the end of the it's day. Acting. I mean, it's not. I mean, yes, it's a sex act, per se, but it's not, you know. I mean, it's it's for commercial business or, or whatever. Hey, one thing I saw real quick 
um, and would love your thoughts on this, Sammy. Um, have you guys ever signed one of those petitions online, like a change.org petition? Yeah. Um, I recently signed one, and somehow I got on like a newsletter where uh, you know other petitions that are you know gaining traction uh, get sent your way to see if you want to sign them. And one of them was against Pornhub, and um, it was basically uh, trying to take down the website because uh, there was a number of women that had videos on there, and they were verified accounts, um, and essentially it, it wasn't them that were putting up the videos. It was their captors essentially. And they were being trafficked and, and, oh, wow. and granted it was, you know, a small number of accounts compared to how many people are on there and use that site uh, every day. But it's still pretty worrisome when you hear about, you know, essentially uh, sexual assault being filmed and, and put online as, you know, rape fantasies and things like that. And, and you find out that, these women are actually victims and uh you know what are your thoughts on on something like that obviously that that is you know a horrible thing to hear sammy but i i don't know um necessarily if that means the entire site should be shut down i don't i don't know you know what sort of regulation needs to be there but yeah okay so similarly if you think about facebook and their ads their quote false ads for political purposes etc 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 there's a whole debate about taking those ads down, but you wouldn't take Facebook down, right? Facebook is Facebook. So you have to alter what people can post or what the rules are for posting. So same thing with Pornhub. They, all these actors have their own accounts, right? right. Yep. So they upload their own content uh, that they produce and create themselves. So it's a way that they can control um, their making money off of right. their own goods instead of it being pirated for free. Right. They're the ones that receive the benefit. Also, it's like OnlyFans is a similar platform where they create their own content and people pay a subscription price and then you can buy other things within that portal. Sure. So I personally have not heard about sex trafficked women um, having against their will yeah. rape videos uploaded on Pornhub. It's something I'll look into for sure. Right. Um, not heard of it. Uh, I wouldn't doubt something like that could potentially happen, but sure. I don't know Pornhub and their policies of vetting yep. uh, counts going. So I'm not uh, educated yeah. enough to speak on that. And, and but th- that's no. I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head too, Sammy. Like basically. Uh, what was said in this this article that I read was their verification um, policies were, were very loose. Like to get a verified account, all you needed to do was take a photo of yourself holding a uh, post-it note of your screen name and send it to them, and then you were verified. So clearly right. they're not doing their due diligence. And kind of like what you said with the Facebook thing, like, yeah, people are going to abuse Facebook. That doesn't mean that you take down Facebook. I think that's the same situation yeah. here. People are abusing this like fix it right alter policies and procedures if in fact they have a lax screening process Pornhub right I mean it's something that Bruce and I have talked about on the show for a decade plus everything needs sensible regulation right well all I can say is if there's videos up of of women actually suffering being raped and abused my god find out where that's coming can't they they locate the owners of those or part of it too like like the the word rape um, we all think really bad things with that word it's a terrible word but it also um would go on to describe underage girls that are 17 you know it would be 
you know, even if they're consenting, right. Right. It's, it's statutory rape. So. Right. Well, listen, while we're, on, while we're on this subject, let me, let's switch gears here, but not Please. really just switch just gears. Just a disclaimer, I really don't think that, believe me, you have to have 2257, everybody, any individual account, only fans, because I don't have any of these accounts, but I know a lot of the kids that do, mm-hmm. and you have to have 2257 compliance right. uploaded to the site for every person that you have in any video that's nude to show that that person is of age, right. of consent. And, and that's, and that, that's yeah. not Pornhub, right? Yeah, that's a different one? Um, I See, here's the thing. I would only assume right. that Pornhub does do those things because see, they are a humongous company. I don't know where you read the report that you read. Yeah, it, um, it was on okay. change.org. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also anybody can do any petition and write anything they want on any petition on change.org. 100%. I, I completely agree with you there. That's and, okay. and that's the thing. I, like, have- I don't know a lot about it just like you. I just I just read what was sent to me. But uh, beyond that, see, I, I was under the understanding that a lot of people disliked uh, sites like YouPorn or, or Pornhub because they're uh, essentially like anybody can put anything on there. And there really wasn't a lot of, um, you know, compliance issues that needed to be handled. But but again, you're coming at it from a professional standpoint. You know what I mean? You're right. coming from a, a production company's standpoint. Right. I don't know if users can just upload their own personal videos. Uh, I would, in a lot of ways, I, hope that they I couldn't. Anybody can become a, but again, I'm not quite sure, but right. I would assume that anybody can create your own channel. Right. Whether sure. it's on Pornhub or X videos yeah. or but, but I like what you're saying. Like, I, I don't think anybody should be on there without some sort of verification that they're consenting in the uh, submission of the video and that they're of but age. See, I, but see, I believe that is what is in place. Like, I, okay. I, I'd be very shocked if Pornhub did not have lock, stock, and barrel, fucking tied in a bow, all mm. neat and pretty. Uh, otherwise, there would be so many more cases of such. Right. And, they, and, and yeah. maybe maybe there are. Maybe we're finding that out well, now and fixing it. So, Do a little research if you can for the next time you're on a show. We can ask this question. But The, the you, show prep that I have to do. If my wife looks at my phone, yeah. see, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I pro- it's for Buffer. It's for Buffer. I had to look at porn for Bruce. I'm sorry. Don't your wife know me by now. You're always going to be looking up something. Guys, I can't comment on this because, as I said before on the show, with the mm. exception of the 70s and 80s, I don't watch porn. I'm not a porn watcher. Yeah, but it's not about watching porn, Bruce. It's about no, I mean, it's I, about I, your I'm thoughts on on the, the idea no, that I this could be I'm happening. Not, I, right. I, I no, I'm with you all the way. I'm happy to discuss it. I I know what Pornhub is and stuff. If you ask me at other sites, I just wouldn't know. I literally don't watch porn. Maybe because I watched enough in my younger years. I don't know, but uh, or maybe because I'm quite content. But um, as far as this situation concerned, let's switch gears here a second because when we talk about criminal acts of sexual sexual criminal acts and rape. The big news that came out this week is that Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty, acquitted on three other charges. Yeah. He still has to face uh, and go to court, if I'm not mistaken, here in Beverly Hills, California, for the charges here. He's going to be facing up to five years or more in prison. He's in prison now, not allowed to get out. Um, Sammy, this is a big win overall. We know what a bad person is this it, man is. Like, what were the other punishments involved with it, Bruce? Like, If he were convicted of... Uh, of everything do you have any idea like what the prison time could have been because five been years five years seems really short and small no i i'm with you on that and i agree kristen and i were talking about this yesterday because you know obviously i'm following the case very closely mm. it is it is it, it's something 
Okay, that's the number one. But number two, because of this conviction, even though charges were dropped, when he faces the next trial, right. again, say back here in Beverly Hills, there's a precedent that's been set. Right, okay? yeah. I mean, does, so, does that work? I know that works at the federal be level. Possibly the rest of his life. Yeah, I know it's that works. I know the, the precedents like that, uh, Bruce, work at the federal level. Do precedents work on a state level like that as well? Again, we need an expert to be on here to tell us that. Maybe, Maybe we I can need a lawyer. Right. I can bring on my, I'll talk to my attorney who's actually an ex-federal prosecutor. Ooh. And he would be the one to be able to answer those questions. Nice. I'll maybe even see if I can get him on the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Talk. Very cool. Mm. As long as he doesn't charge me his hourly rate. Right, of course. Yeah, this is pro bono, right? This is advertising. We're going to charge him, Buff. Exactly. But I, I, aside from Sammy's birthday this week, I think this was great news for the public to hear. This man needed to be convicted, sure. in my opinion. And he has been. So that's you know, one. I thought, it, I thought it was so funny, like how, like how he, you know, walked into the courtroom with his little old lady walker with like. You don't the, think that was rehearsed, Sammy? Come on. With the tennis balls on the bottom. It's like, are you kidding me? This man had zero problem leaping upon and hunting down women and. Uh, forcing himself upon them. Now, all of a sudden, he's infirm because he's on trial. I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him. I didn't feel sorry for him a bit. You know, I'm just happy to see the outcome. All right, we have more news to get in through here, but let's talk a little bit. We had a very exciting UFC. I was in Auckland, New Zealand last Saturday. Uh, For all the fans down of the UFC in Auckland, New Zealand, and all the people I met, I got to say, like Australia, I love going to Australia. I have a new fandom for New Zealand. It's in a beautiful, wonderful country. Amazing people. TJ, Sammy, the audience that we had was sold out. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure of the crowd. I think it was around maybe 10, 12,000. They sounded like Brazil. Right. TJ, it was like it was the, the noise factor, everything, the courtesy they threw forward. Sure. And they got an exciting show. Oh, 100%. A couple of, yeah, a couple of. Stan, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick, uh, it, it's amazing when you go to these markets where the first fight's at 10 o'clock in the morning, and, and that was the case uh, on Saturday. It. And I was just yeah. going to ask, Bruce, how did you feel? Because, uh, you know, it, it's a long flight, no doubt about that. But when you actually look at, like, the, the time change, 21 hours ahead uh, of the West Coast, it, it's actually not that bad when you think about it because they're technically kind of just three hours behind us. Uh, you know, if, right. it's, if it's 3 o'clock here... It's noon there. Did you feel that jet lag, though? Were you feeling it showtime? No. Um, I'll tell you what what the deal is short and sweet, how I do it. Before I take off on every trip, as I've told you guys before, I sit down and I actually plan my sleep patterns, okay? I took off for for New Zealand on Wednesday evening at uh, 11 o'clock in the evening. So two movies, another eight hours left in the flight, nine hours left in the flight. I slept that remaining nine hours, and I landed at basically 11 or 10 in the morning. So that kept me at a normal pace. The difference was I was a day and a half ahead. Right. But I didn't notice the difference. I la- left on Wednesday, landed on Friday, yeah. which gave me a whole day See, Friday. To me. gave me all day. Here, to, wait one second. Yeah, here. go ahead. Gave me all day Saturday to get myself strong. You know, you know what I mean? I hit the gym as soon as I land. I work out. So the show was on Sunday. And the thing I like about this, and John Anik and I both like this, when we're on these trips in, in Australia and New Zealand, and in Asia, we start these shows early. So then I'll sleep again a normal night, get up at 7, get to the arena by like 8.30, um, have some brekkie, you know, get ready, 
do the show fresh. We're done by like four o'clock. We got the whole evening. It actually is a right. real different feeling, and it's a nice feeling. But, it's but, a nice. But here's the thing, Bruce, that w- which is interesting to me about it. It's not. It's not about timing your sleep or anything like that because you. It's not like you have to wake up any different, really. I mean, it's three hours behind us. It's the same difference from New York well, to L.A. I'm curious. Ha- no, but I'm curious if it's the plane. Does the plane have a physical effect on your body? Yes, it does because you land. You're loaded up, but you retain water. You're loaded up. You, you really need, like what I do, you need to work out. You need to sweat. And you need to get on a set pattern for the time that you're in that country. So going there is not an issue. Coming back is when the jet lag happens for most people from Asia. As I learned on my first trip in 2003 with Randy Couture and I went. And we both talked to each other two days later. And we were down for the count. I wasn't used to these Asian trips, Australian trips back then. Now I am, so I can deal with it. So as long as I sleep properly, time it. And the thing about the plane is, hopefully you can sleep on a plane. You've got to time it so you get that sleep on that plane. If you don't, you're screwed up, period. Screwed up. And you deal. But no. if you don't meet Jay, I could be jet lagged. You'll never know about it. The no, I, I mean, you could do a show on friggin' Mars and you'd make it work. I promise you that. I would, and the way UFC is going, maybe that'll happen in the next five to ten years. So we'll see. Let's talk about this fight, okay? That night, the strawweight bout between Karolina Kovacevic and and uh, Kovacevic. Jan- Kovacevic. Uh, it's, it's amazing how much you crush it on the know, actual know, UFC and then just destroy it on Here's, this podcast. You know what it is? When I look at her name spelled the way she spells it. And I'm not in the octagon announcing the way I announce. It's funny. My mind goes through a little change there, so i got to say it a couple times. But Yan Shanan, the, the woman that she fought yep, yep. in China, God, brutal fighter. Here's the thing. Carolina broke her orbital bone in the first round. Oh, God. The doctor was called in. After the fight, she put out an Instagram post saying for the first time in her career, she's really hurt, really oh. hurt. Here's what I learned. She's not able to leave the country for up to three weeks, potentially. Uh, from the pressure? Broke the or- Pardon me? From the plane because of the pressure on uh, on her. Yeah. She broke the orbital, but there's a nerve pinched Ooh. inside there from what I understand. How and does so that go away? I don't know. I don't oh, know. No. If you watch that video of her, if you could go on Instagram, it brought tears to mind. She's such a lovely lady. Oh, uh, tough as nails, too, Bruce. Tough as nails. And and, and so funny when I introduced her, leaning against the octagon cage, right. like she's asking to be asked to, out to a dance at a, you know, at a uh, high school prom. And, and she fights like an animal, but right. she fought a ferocious animal. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think uh, Kovalkiewicz was the, the biggest underdog on the card on Saturday. And, uh, this fight could have been stopped, TJ. Oh, 100%. 100%. Stopped. Yeah, we, we save what she went through. We saw why. We saw why she was the biggest underdog, and, and credit to uh, Jan. But looking at Kovalkiewicz, her, her demeanor, I mean, it's not like she's much different than she was generally uh, on, on Saturday, but the way she walked, the way she was kind of taking it all in, I kind of had that feeling, Bruce, that, that maybe she knew that this was her last UFC fight, or maybe potentially could be, and and wanted to sort of uh, relish the the final walk. Uh, it was weird. I mean, she, she definitely has a very calm demeanor, like you said, almost lo- looking like she's waiting to, to be asked out uh, to, to dance in the center of the octagon rather than fight. But uh, I, I don't know. I think we saw maybe a veteran uh, going out there and enjoying maybe potentially one of the last experiences of their career. Well, that goes a little against some of the inside scuttlebutt that I 
was told from a very reliable source. I don't want to mention names. Sure. Um, she went into this fight on a three or four fight losing streak. Right. She was really wanting to prove to herself mm. and the world that she is a true fighter and deserves to be in that octagon. Well, I think she did. He, even in, did. in defeat. I mean, you can lose and, and show heart and still, you know, make a, a case on why you belong. And uh, I don't think here's my, no one's going to question her ability ever. I don't know. Absolutely not. Or question her being a true octagon warrior. Yeah. My problem is, is that, as she said, from the first round, she was seeing with double vision. Okay. I don't know if she communicated that to the doctor or she communicated that to her corner who should have communicated that to the the authorities that be, because I do feel after reading and seeing and hearing her and watching this and being there, that this fight should have been stopped earlier than it was. But again, who the, am I? I mean, you know, I'm just thinking fighter safety. They, they, she said that she could see double. I mean, that that was heard in the corner. I believe the doctor knew that it as was? well. Yeah, but okay. they they gave her a vision screen. Um, you know, she answered all the questions the the way that she needed to. And you and, see how she was holding her hand during the fight, right? And I, yeah, I mean, they were that talking was, about that, that on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. they were talking about how that may have been a, a way for her to uh, actually even out the depth perception. Because if one eye is impacted, then you have like a hard a time. Sight. Right, she's fighting the gun sight. Yeah, oh. so um, I mean, fighters fighting with poor vision is is nothing new. Um, you know, thankfully uh, she didn't get knocked out on that side or, or really anything like that. Obviously, uh, there there was an injury sustained, which was impacting your vision, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she, she's she got the heart of a lion for sure. Heart of a lion. I just wish her all the best. Again, she's such a good person. Like, I mean, I, you know how much I love the female right. and male fighters. Our well, fighters are incredible. Also, she's just, there's a special thing about this girl, you know, and I mm -hmm. want to see her come out of this as I would any fighter, yeah. 100%. Also, too, I mean, she's really a role model for uh, Polish mixed martial arts, and, and yes. that country has really blown up with MMA over the last five to ten years, and, and Kovalkiewicz was uh, really the, the leader for women uh, for for a long time there, um, so before Joanna, I mean, in Joanna too. Like obviously, you know, Joanna has higher stature. Um, yeah. You know, being a former champion, but you know, really on the same shelf when it comes to pioneers of of Polish mixed martial arts as Kovalkiewicz. Absolutely, and it was. Absolutely. It, it's always great to see her fight. Um, obviously, not the way that you want to see her go out no. there and and compete and get hurt. But you know, right. that, those are the breaks sometimes. It's the Hurt Game, baby. Right. It's the Hurt Game. And by the way, Poland is such an amazing country to visit. If anybody gets a chance to go to Krakow or the cities that I've been to, it's the people, everything, the food. It's 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 wonderful. It really is. Now, all the people fought their hearts out on this card. I want to go into one more fight. Very important. Paul Felder, friend, great guy, warrior against Dan Hooker. Warrior. That fight, five rounds. Paul, again, coming out and doing it after the poke in the eye in the beginning and everything that he went through. Um, TJ, let's go, TJ. How did you have that fight? Who won that fight? Oh, man. I, I hate it because nobody lost that fight in a lot of ways, especially That's the fans. The fans definitely won in that fight. But, um, yeah, I scored it for Paul Felder, 48-47. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of fell in love with the Dan Hooker takedown. Uh, in the latter part of the fifth round, uh, a takedown where he didn't really do anything with it. Uh, he was able to get the back of Felder for a brief moment, uh, had one or two hooks in, but Felder was able to get back to his feet. No offense was really landed there. Uh, in the earlier part of that fifth round, Felder had landed the better strikes. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't a robbery by any means. No, I, don't, I, don't, no. I wasn't upset by the fact that Dan Hooker got the nod, um, but I do feel it was fairly clear that Paul Felder uh, 
won um, three of those rounds. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. A, a very emotional Paul Felder uh, post-fight, you know, talked about, you know, maybe this was the last one. He said that after his, his last fight as well. Um, but what a war. Definitely going to be on the short list, I think, Bruce, of, you know, one of the best fights for uh, 2020. No question. And again, much credit to these two warriors. The closeness of the fight is like Gustafson and John Jones and many other fights we could name. I also feel that Paul Felder won that fight. No disrespect to Dan Hooker. I am okay with the decision because, yes, it is that close. But what a war for five rounds. Would I like to see a rematch? Yes, I would. But I think Dan Hooker is on his way to, uh, you know, onward, upward. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I Bruce, hope- I'm, I'm shocked we talked about that main event uh pretty in-depth, and, and we didn't hear one word from Sammy about the word hooker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the day rate's different in the UFC, uh, Sammy. Uh, hello. <laughs> I, I think maybe she just wasn't paying attention. I, no, totally, okay. I, I totally was uh, multitasking as you were talking the very important business of the UFC. All right. There you go. Very, very good. good. Very, uh, right. very productive, Sammy Phillips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All respect to everybody in the card. The very first fight of the night, so exciting, all the way to the end. Very exciting night. Great way to start off the year again. These two months have just been going incredible. But now we're going into Norfolk, Virginia, which we have this weekend. I'll be heading out on Friday. Joseph Benavides, Davidson Figueredo. Uh, this is going to be a definite flyweight championship brawl. Very right. highly skilled flyweights. A lot of good fights on this card. Chas Skelly's back against Grant Dawson. Um I'm I'm curious how you're going to say the name on Saturday of the, of the city, because you said Norfolk, um, which that's how I always knew how to say it. It's Norfolk or Norfolk, right? Right. But so if you talk to a local, they'll say it's Norfolk. Well, that's why the college, you've heard the college chant in Virginia, right? For the university. We don't drink. We don't smoke. Norfolk, Norfolk. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Really? No. Oh, okay. See, (laughs) hang on. Sorry. I got to. Go wipe off gullible over my okay, head. Yeah. But, I mean, no, I, I definitely have heard people say, well, that's how you say the city. And I just, I don't I don't know if I could say that, especially I, on television. I have a few names here. That's also a name I should be very careful with. And I'm going to make sure that I announce it in the proper fashion. There you go. That's all I'll say. And if I don't, I know that I'll hear it, get a text from you within hey, two seconds. No, but if it's, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, are you comfortable saying Norfolk? No. Norfolk. <laughs> But Norfolk. that's not how they say it. Well, I can't say Norfolk on the. On but the that's end. how they say it. No. All right, I will listen. I will you, talk. To I mean, you talk to somebody. And I will get the okay from my my boss and chiefs, right. uh, Dana White and and Zach and Craig, and we'll see what's up. Hey, yeah. Bruce, how do you say the word P H U K E T? I said it last weekend. Phuket. 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 It's not Phuket. No. Maybe after a couple glasses of wine, but I no. don't drink before the show. Phuket. No, <laughs> Phuket. All right. Exciting show this weekend. It's on ESPN Plus, both the prelims and the main card. Um, I could go through all the fights, but you know what? Again, I don't want to. I love when people say this is not an exciting card. I love when they say that because it Why? turns out to be incredibly exciting card. The championship just, fight in the main event. Yeah, championship fight, all this. This is a heck of a card, yeah. folks. Leading up to the big card next week, which we'll save for next week. 248 UFC, that's going to be a show for it all. Oh, man. So I will uh, see real, you all Norfolk. Real quick. I mean, uh, God. <laughs> see, I'm going to chuckle. No matter what you say, I'm going to chuckle. I know, um, I know. 
I may too. A little self-serving uh, plug here, if you don't mind. Um, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we're going to be a little bit delayed, but I'll do Beat 10 After the Bell, which is my uh, post-fight show. Uh, you can find it uh, on Between Rounds as well as uh, SureDog, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Between Rounds. Uh, my co-host will be former UFC lightweight champion, Eddie Alvarez. Uh, we're going to break Eddie. down the fight, so it's going to be fun. Uh, tell Eddie I said hi. Will do. Very, very cool. How's he doing over there in uh, 1FC? Um, I think he, he stumbled a bit, um, but I mean, the, the bottom line is he's getting taken care of. Um, Eddie is a true, true warrior, and I mean, I'm excited to see him no matter where he fights, but uh, I think he did run into a pretty tough uh, opponent last time out. Gotcha. All right, well, please tell him I said hi. Let's go into another subject here. Um, there was a big boxing fight this weekend. I'll just go through this real you, quick. You, I you sure? I thought it was a science fiction movie. <laughs> you saw it. Did I, you see it? I just saw the walk-ins. I didn't see the actual fight. Well, let's start with the walk-ins. When the walk-ins happened, and I was talking to Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. We were at the gym. You know, he was doing some cardio side-by-side today, and we were commenting, or we were talking about the fight. And I said, Carl, as soon as Dante, excuse me, as soon as Tyson Fury came out in the throne and everything, I immediately thought of you in the Rocky movie. I said, I thought it was really great and exciting, but then the walk-ins, TJ, were so long. My gosh, it was like 11 minutes for each guy right. getting to the ring. But And then Deontay Wilder, who lost the fight to Tyson Fury, who completely smothered him and overcame him and did what he had to do because uh, Deontay Wilder's not a big puncher walking backwards, and he fought a perfect fight against him. But now Deontay Wilder is claiming uh, that he dropped $40,000 on the costume that he walked out in, but that it was so heavy that right. it hurt his legs. Yeah, was, was it, didn't it say it was like 40 pounds or something like that as well, or, or even more? Uh, it could have been. I know it was 40 grand for the thing, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised for a second if it didn't weigh in the area of about 40 pounds. It looked like a real-life science fiction movie prop costume. Like, it, it was bonkers. I didn't know what I was looking at when someone showed me the photo at first. And, uh, you know, not to be outdone, uh, Tyson Fury had uh, quite the uh, entrance himself being carried in on a throne. But, uh, yeah, I just it seems like it would be common sense not to wear something that could literally tax your body uh, just walking to the uh, the ring in it. Well, lesson learned, it sounds like. Right. Or, or it's a convenient excuse and you want to make sure that people feel like you were impaired in some way and that's not the way that the uh the third fight's gonna go yeah exactly so anyway you know what it was a, it was an entertaining night mm-hmm. it was a showbiz night for boxing Deont, excuse me tyson fury gained a tremendous amount of american fans watching when he broke into the song american pie at the right. end of his win which sounded great i mean what a great choice he's a showman there's right. no question yeah and, and you have and, to be if people are paying 80 dollars for your pay-per-view exactly now i'm going to tell you one other thing we'll go on to with the news mm. U.S. Olympian Mark Breland, the, the fine boxer uh, who fought for many years under the Luduva camp, he went on to become a trainer. I've known Mark for a number of years. He's the one that threw in the towel from the corner. Very proper thing because, honestly, uh, Deontay Wilder could have died in this fight. He was, well, he was he getting torn up. Here. Yeah, He was getting torn up. You don't want to see somebody. We all know that's not what this game is about. Right. We're not looking to see somebody get hurt where they can't. I mean, we don't see that enough in MMA, Bruce. I think people should throw in the towel for their guys a a lot more often in in mixed martial arts than they do. And I have no problem with that. I've seen it happen, but again, yes, it could happen more. Get this. After he, the safety of his fighter, which every, pretty much every coach and everything came to his defense to say he did the right thing, Mm -hmm. the camp fired him. Right. Well, I mean, that's, uh, to me, it's almost like politics. 
like I don't think it's personal. I don't think that it's necessarily something that Deontay Wilder feels like this guy really did a poor job. Maybe he does. I mean, he's a fighter after all, and fighters believe in themselves to uh, an absurd level. But that said, like you got to think that you know he did that to save face a little bit, and I don't know. I mean, hopefully this guy lands on his feet and he'll be fine. I hope so too. I, you know, that's how I feel about all fighters. Anyway, he with did that the right thing, said, in my opinion. I absolutely, and there yeah. is a rematch clause, so it's either going to be uh, Deontay Wilder again for Tyson Fury, or it's going to be Anthony Joshua. Yeah. We'll see how that turns uh, out. Well, Wilder, made, Wilder said he's, Wilder said he's exercising the rematch clause. Okay, good. Then he should. They both made twenty-eight million dollars guaranteed for this fight, and it'll be much more for the next fight. So, mm. go for it. Take that money, baby. Take that money. Okay, let's get into the coronavirus update. Sammy, get yeah. this. You already know this, I know. And I don't know how this applies to your industry, but it obviously it applies to every industry the same, meaning we all have to be careful. Every continent in the world, except Antarctica, has now reported coronavirus coronavirus cases. Okay, Recently this week, the big uh, thing was Italy. Now, this scares me for a couple reasons. Every time I read about this, it scares me. Italy has now put stringent measures in place because of the fact that people are stocking it for essentials, whatever, they're trying to halt an outbreak of coronavirus there. They're actually battling the largest flare-up of the disease yet seen in Europe. Four people have died since Friday. 150 cases have been reported. It's centered in clusters of a small town in wealthy regions of two other towns and in the financial capital, Milan. So the situation here is Italy. What's next to Italy? France, Germany, everything's side by side. I don't know, guys. This is getting... Have you ever seen, like, all of those pandemic-type movies, Virus, Contagion, this one, that one? Yeah. There's always a scene where one person gets infected, and then they show a map of the world, and then it's red line, red line, within, yeah. like, the matter of hours, it goes zig, 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 zig. That's what's happening. I feel it. it is... They say it's bats and shit and this and that. Oh and no, no, that's I don't. I think that's been dis- disputed. I think it's done. It's something else. They're, now they're talking man-made, Sammy. Uh, uh, okay, so it was created by someone, whatever country, to, in my opinion, thin the herd, natural selection or unnatural selection, if you want to call it, where uh, the weak die off. You create a, a super virus that will kill off the weakest of the weak, and then. Uh, it levels the playing field. There's not so many people. It's. I think there's a lot bigger plan going. Well, well, there is. Let's, there let's is, calm is. down. Let's calm down a little bit because I mean I hate to throw uh, yeah. water on the on the the fire here, but again, like this still doesn't kill anywhere near the numbers that the flu does. And from so we all of that, right? But, from, no but cure, hang on. But, but there is a cure for the flu. It's uh, called there, there, flu shot. Uh, and it's constantly Sammy, morphing. Sammy. Sammy. There's a vaccine for the coronavirus, okay? It exists. Yeah, they're trying to perfect it. It's not out. It, it? No, I mean, it's it's about to be released. Yeah. But my, uh, my, my point uh, is this. My point is this. Like, everyone's freaking out about it, and I think the reason everyone's freaking out about it is because we've never seen a virus like it. It's not worse than the flu, people. Like, don't worry about it. I, I don't... Living in fear... Like, I've seen so many people wearing masks as of late, and it's like... First off, I don't believe that the coronavirus um, uh, can't get through a mask. I think that we already uh, covered yeah, this last yeah, week, right? And, and or two weeks ago, real quickly. Right. I'm sorry, interrupting you. The mask to protect yourself, no. If right. you have it to protect the outpour, yes. 
Okay, but these people clearly don't have coronavirus. They would no. be they would be uh, quarantined uh, if if they yeah, were. But it like, starts out with flu-like symptoms, so maybe sure, you get but, the but, coronavirus and you don't know you have the coronavirus. Okay. You're in incubation right. period. Right, and Sam, just just lock the door and don't leave. Then you'll be fine. No, just stay. I, I get annoyed with people. I I hear like coworkers and other people go on and on about this coronavirus, and I'm kind of with you, like. All right, like it's not going to affect you. Don't worry about it. But it obviously is affecting people. Some people, yeah, maybe not. The virus. The majority of people. How many people have died? I'll tell you real quick. Here's the current now, stats, guys. Right now, there's eighty thousand people reportedly infected with the virus. There's been two thousand six hundred deaths. Right. Um, now they're concerned too that they're probably going to cancel. There's word now the Tokyo 2020 Olympics will probably be canceled over the coronavirus. That's, that a, that's a, it's six months away. They're they're saying the potential is there. Sure, yeah. but I mean, yeah. come on now. Like, I, I don't I'm know. I mean, what, I'm just telling sure. you what the report is. Sure. Yeah. So, so how many people have died? You said two thousand six hundred as okay. of yesterday. Fourteen thousand people have died from the flu this year. Yep. Fourteen thousand. Well, doctor, Doctor Winky was it that was on our show? Winky that was on our show. Yeah. Um, and he pointed that stuff out, Sammy. It's re- real easy. He said, worry about the flu in this country. Wash your hands repeatedly for 20 seconds all throughout the day. One half of 1% or more people die from the flu in this country. And yes, the numbers are way more. But in ratio, TJ is correct because 3% or more people die from the coronavirus. Right. I mean, just do what you do normally, people. Wash your hands. Don't be disgusting. Don't put crap on the floor in your mouth. Every day you walk out of a house, you're getting taking a chance of getting hit by a car. Or God knows what other horrific thing could happen. Now we've got something else to deal with. Don't change your lives. Live your life. Just be cautious. You but know? I mean, I, it's your time. It's your time. Right. Whether it's a bus, it's cancer. Right. Uh, or a plan from a government that manufactures an illness and spreads it around the world. Because that's what it sounded like you were talking a moment ago there, Sammy. Well, you know, with look, we've had the, the fires. So, I think it's the same thing with HIV. Oh, Lord. Uh, that's kind of, is that, is that increasing or decreasing in this country i heard it's increasing again uh anything anything transmitted sexually is going to be increasing in this country because of twitter and people not understanding how to buy things to make that not be a thing and then Uh, also like people uh, you know i you know have a, a in specific reference to this with one particular person so i have a gay friend who does not use protection and <laughs> His, his, and I was like, and he is not infected, but he is not using protection with other people. And he, and I'm not joking, his mindset, when I talked to him about this and I said it was extremely irresponsible and what the fuck is he doing? He's like, and if you have not been infected by anything, uh, that's kind of a good thing. And don't you think that you want to do things to prevent it ever from happening? And he's like, chances of me getting it and everyone getting it are so high he that he basically maintained that it was out there. He was going to get it anyway. So why bother trying to protect himself? And I—that's ridiculous. No offense to your friend Sammy, but he's a little stupid on this one. Uh, well, does he wear a seatbelt? Jesus. I mean, seriously, like, I, I, if, I, if you're going to throw a caution to the wind like that with something pretty serious, um, and, and this goes—I mean, obviously I, you're talking about a, a gay friend of yours, Sammy, but this is the same thing when you're straight. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. If you're going to engage in sexual activity, go protect yourself. But, like, does he throw caution to the wind like this with everything else? Like, we had a big argument about it. Uh, 
I did not ask him about his seatbelt. I was just really upset about the fact that he wasn't being responsible with his sexuality. Well, not only, his- I mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Not only that, but like if he has it and he doesn't know it, wouldn't he feel terrible if he gave something to someone else, whether it's HIV or any other STI? Agreed. Yeah. All right. I just seems like common sense to me. Well, here's common sense. It's going to go a little further. I, I feel, I feel not bad for him. It's just like stupid is as stupid does, you know? Uh, that's it. It's just irresponsible. Uh, It's irresponsible. uh, Yeah. Uh, believe me. Well, hopefully you got through to him. Hopefully you got through is exactly right. Speaking of stupid is as stupid does. We have our stupid is a stupid does story for the week. Okay. To be brown. Huh? What? To beat that one? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but this is pretty dumb, okay? Um, the Montreal Alouettes, uh, which is Quay Bray's up in Canada, CFL team. Okay, football. Uh, football. We're going into football now. Anyway, a Browns lineman, okay, named Greg Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's facing up to 20 years in prison. He went down into Mexico, okay? And he was also with the 26-year-old ex-NFL player, Quan Bray. Okay, they were stopped around 7:15 at night on Monday by the border patrol with dogs sniffing dogs, and they went to the rear cargo of their 2020 Chevy Tahoe. These are players that have made a big money. Okay, guys, they got busted for having 157 pounds of weed in their in their car or SUV trying to cross the border. Why? How stupid! They were found in 23 mason jars. And there was also a can sealing machine and electronic scale on thirty one hundred dollars of cash. What state? What like what state was were they crossing into? Uh, they were crossing into. Please don't tell me California. No, no, it does not say. It just says they were crossing the border. Well, I mean, like, if it's California, you just go drive to the dispensary. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it, it's funny. But again, to me. what is the rule when you're coming out of Mexico with that? Into well, it, no, it's it's illegal in Mexico. Like, you can't have it. What I'm saying is, like, why do you need that? Mu- why do you need that much when you're going to Mexico? Like, it, just go wherever you need to. Coming go. back, okay, coming but still back. coming back, especially coming back, it's legal in because how many you're states? Gonna, because you're going to sell it, probably, or okay, you're going to do something with it. Source it from a dispensary and sell it. Like, what are I'm you doing? With you I, I'm with you 100%, but maybe that was their way to buy it. Who knows? It it just, be, it, it, my, it's my, just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. They're, gonna face, they're facing up to 20 years in prison now. Right. And like, I'm, that's what I'm saying, Bruce. Like, It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, If you get in trouble and you ruin your life over weed in 2020, I can't help you. We don't, okay, we don't see maybe, the world the same way. Maybe they come from a state where it's not legal, where it's not available, uh, you know, and that was okay. their way of getting it and transporting it and maybe being really? the epicenter of their... You're, you're, you're going to do international yeah. drug smuggling? Yeah, dumb. Because you live in a state that doesn't <laughs> have it legal? Smart. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I, don't I know Sam would like a, you know, to ride in the car, but, you know, dumb, dumb. No, I don't want to ride in the car with those schmucks and get arrested. No, I don't need to get arrested. I've been just near your precious weed, Sammy. No, that's okay. I'll just hop on over to the dispensary or get my local Toronto delivery and have them see my house. They'll deliver it to you nowadays. I hope they can deliver to this next story because a BYU. Did you hear about the BYU pole vaulter that uh, went into his pole vault and pierced his scrotum with the pole? 
Why? Uh, buffer. Oh, we yep. don't read yep. stories like this in the show. Oh, I mean, I wonder how that could happen. That weird freak. He had to get 18 stitches. Stop. 18 stitches. And he said he could see right into his scrotum oh, after landing. Bruce. How does the little ball not fall out? Get out of here. That's horrible. That's horrible. Oh. Horrible. All right. One last little medical thing. You know, I, I never knew Sam was this uh, uh, exciting to look at while you read stories. Uh, this is great. Well, you mentioned you mentioned scrotum, and she goes into a whole other level. So. Oh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It was a massive Oxford University study, and guess what? I, I, so I, it, can we eat anything, Sammy? Any, I know you don't eat this, but is it going to get to the point where we can't eat anything? This new study reveals that eating chicken is positively associated with increased risk of cancer. Duh. Okay. The hormones and the bullshit that they well, put in these yeah. so, in chicken. So, by the way, they don't put any hormones in chicken at all. Not a thing. Uh, whatever. No, they no. keep in little fucking chicken cages. No, they don't. Chickens on top of each other. Oh, unless it's a free-range chicken. No, no, no. Just Do, do me a favor. You have 100... I, hey, Sam, you have 100% um, grounds to get upset at the chicken industry, okay? But what you're getting upset at not really the case. Uh, I strongly suggest that you watch uh, Super Size Me too. Uh, it's about chicken, and uh, it's about. Oh, I have to watch that. It's really great. Um, really, sort of uh, opens your eyes about the chicken industry and and how corrupt and, and disgusting um, it is. And uh, the uh, reason, Sam, that we don't have to put hormones in chicken is because they essentially have been so genetically modified by breeding that these things come out and they grow at just an excessive rate of speed to where if you don't slaughter them before like six weeks, they'll actually have a heart attack and die um, because they get so big. It, it's bonkers. But uh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Bruce, like we could talk about cancer. We don't know really what causes cancer, but I'm pretty sure it's everything. Well, at the conclusion of the study, here's what they found. 475,000 people were tested, right? Mm -hmm. 23,000 of them ended up developing cancer, and they the, link it between chicken consumption and an increased risk for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but also an associated with eating white meat and an increased risk of malignant melanoma and prostate cancer in men. So that's where so, the report came. I guess my question is, out of you know, how many ever number of people you said were you know used in this survey and test, like, What's the ratio of those people not having anything in common and also developing cancer? Like it may be the same number. Do you know what I mean? If I take a hundred, if I take a hundred thousand people or four hundred thousand people, and no matter what, you know, regardless of their dietary habits, if twenty percent get cancer, and it's always around twenty percent that gets cancer or something like that, then how can we say it's from anything? I don't know. I mean, I that's know. the problem with these studies. Like, we read a lot of them, and I understand why. It's, it's eye-catching, and it's, it's interesting. But, like, the information is not there for you to draw a conclusion. I mean, maybe 25% of all people get cancer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know what, what the number would be uh, percentage-wise uh, to the people that were tested. But is that off from the national average of percentage of people that get cancer? Well, let's keep track of it, and we'll find out. But it just seems like everything causes it at some point. Eat healthy, folks. Take care of yourself. That's all I can say. Hey. Just do the best you can. Like you said, when it's your time, it's your time. Do the best you can. I can say without question, 100%, it's time with Bruce Buffer does not cause cancer. We're not GMO'd. <laughs> um, we're, we're vegan. And, uh, yeah, and gluten-free radio here. 
Well, as long as we don't cause cancer or boredom, I'm happy. So it's all good. But with Sammy on the show, it's going to be impossible to be boring. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Now, here's another thing. You know, the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant and the other uh, seven or eight individuals that are on that helicopter, including his, his daughter, you know, we all know is tragic. They had a beautiful memorial uh, this week. For Kobe Bryant, lots of celebrities showing out here in Los Angeles. It was a wonderful thing to watch. But now, uh, Kobe Bryant's wife, um, it's really coming down that it was pilot era. There's lawsuits that are being filed against the helicopter company that owns the copter. Uh, pilot era is the big issue that's being discussed. But here's the thing. The insurance company of the helicopter company, if I'm not mistaken, only has insurance for up to $50 million. These settlements could go into the 100 right. plus. Right. But the company, as I understand, and quote me if I'm wrong, will be going probably out of business or whatever they do, which means that all these lawsuits that are going to be filed, whether the, the settlements are positive or not, in other words, whether they get a settlement, mm -hmm. if the company doesn't have any money, they're not going to be able to pay. Well, I mean, that's any lawsuit. If the company only has $50 million, that's all right. that's going to go out. That's any lawsuit. I mean, I, you can sue yeah. anybody and win, and it doesn't mean you're going to get a dime. Um I mean, look at uh, the, the Goldmans and uh, how they sued O.J. Simpson. I mean, yeah. they haven't gotten anything. Uh, the only money they really got was uh, from the sale of O.J.'s book, If I Did It. Um, and and oh. they even went around that and made it so they didn't get every single penny from that. So, um, yeah. I don't Meanwhile, know. Meanwhile, this, this POS is still walking the streets. He's tweeting. Sorry. He's it. tweeting. Like, just in flagrant disregard of... I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's really sort of disgusting uh, in a lot of ways. I want to get off OJ because, quite honestly, this is one subject sure. that really pisses me off. No, I hear you. you. Know? Um, just Leave real quick on that front, we we were very close to getting Kim Goldman on uh, on the show, uh, Ronald Goldman's uh, sister, and we'll try to revisit that because I think she'd be a, a fantastic. Uh, guest. I would love but to have her on. Getting back to what we were talking about, though, with this uh, helicopter helicopter incident and uh, the 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 pilot error. I'm still curious on why they were given clearance to fly. It was incredibly cloudy. Uh, I think they had to have special permission uh, to fly. Um, so I understand that obviously pilot error, you know, is is being pointed out to, here. But I just I, I jump in. I had to jump in super sure. quick. Um, so I have a really good friend named Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas who is a helicopter pilot for the very company that you're talking about. Um, the pilot who um, passed in the accident was actually Lorenzo's instructor and mentor in the helicopter world. He is known to be a consummate pro. He's the guy that everybody has studied under. He was um, uh, a, a teacher he uh, helped pioneer various different things in the helicopter world. He was extremely well-respected and well-known. He just had his uh, 
memorial. And apparently, like Lorenzo said, more people than you could even imagine showed up. Like it was just unbelievable. So um, it's easy to go, oh, yeah, pilot error. This guy right. didn't make mistakes. Sure. Typically. Well, so, well that's my it, question. It, 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 Did the. And, and here's what I would say is I could, you know, call Lorenzo and see if maybe he'd come on the show. And that'd be great. Just talk about I'd love just, to, you know what? I would like to have Lorenzo on the show for two reasons. I'm, I've met Lorenzo in, in past years. I've enjoyed the movies that he made. His father, of course, was a, was a big Hollywood icon in his own right. I'd love to have Lorenzo on the show. Well, if I, you can set that up, even have him on when you're on next, if you want, Sam. I don't know. He would love to come on. He's so eloquent and he's actually co-hosted the single life with me back in the day many times. And talk to him uh, if we get him on, Sammy, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, do me a favor. Talk to Lorenzo. See if I can get him on next week. Well, give me a half text me or yeah. give me a number. I would love to have yeah, him on. Sure. Yeah. I'm so, talk I'm about. So yeah. uh, just real quick on the pilot. Error we'll talk thing. about you <laughs> real quick on the pilot error thing. Um, was that what it was deemed? Is that, is that what the NTSB decided was the cause of the accident? To my understanding. And again, I always leave room to be corrected. There is no engine issues. They're what they didn't find anything right, wrong but, mechanically but, but, with but, the helicopter. But again, Bruce, was it ruled pilot error? They will no, make a not, conclusion. It hasn't been ruled. But one thing was brought out that this helicopter, and I don't know the exact name of the mechanical device or technical device, that can tell when you're low to the ground or going over, you know, so you can tell it did not have that on the helicopter. Right. It's one device. It had, had it had that, they probably would not have crashed from what I'm understanding. Now, I'm, I, I beg to be corrected. Or, or beg to be uh, fulfilled with knowledge. So that's why I'd love to have Lorenzo on the show. Right. For so sure. I'm, I'm looking at the NTSB uh, report story now. And as you said, it says uh, no evidence of engine failure. Right. Um, but I don't know if that means, per se, that they ruled it pilot error. Um, there has not been a rule of that. Right. I have not read where there was. Right. It's conjecture at this point. Right. Well, it's I mean, it's not conjecture if, the report has uh, if it a states conclusion. It, then let's state it. Right, if but it but states, but again, it's like it's, it's interesting to me that this report would say, well, there's there's no indication of engine failure, but then there's also no conclusion stated in the uh, the investigation. Um, yeah. Bottom line was, uh, like I listened to the uh, the flight audio where the pilot is checking in with air traffic control. I believe he's uh, checking in with uh, with Burbank Airport. Um, right. It sounded like they really couldn't see much of anything. And I don't know if you can call it pilot error if you're flying in conditions where you simply can't navigate and you're navigating based on the information that's given to you from air traffic control. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's very difficult. But but again, like, I'm just curious what logic and, and decision making process went into allowing them to take off in the first place and, and fly through that. We're going to learn all this. It's all going to come out. I mean, in the, in the civil cases as well as whatever, we're going to learn right. it sooner or later. Right now, we're just going to conjecture about it. So let's let it lie, and we'll talk facts as they come about. Sure. I think it's the best way to do it. All right, guys, going into the collectible end, Derek Jeter's New York Yankees debut. Didn't you? Did you go out with Derek Jeter, you told me, or no? No, no, no. I went out with Mickey Tuttleton, but uh, I knew Derek Jeter and a whole host of other baseball players, tons wait, of them. Wait, you dated him? No, no, no. I said I knew. Oh, okay. I, man. They're all in the same uh, era well, of Mickey. I, I think, yeah, I think Bruce all. really has a fantasy about you and Derek Jeter, Sammy. I don't know. Like, Derek, oh, I don't need, I told you, I don't watch porn, what, so I don't want the video. It's okay. Wasn't Derek Jeter, isn't he with J-Lo? 
Derek Jeter's been with everybody. Oh, he's, I mean, he's, he's a playboy. He, he, no, he no, that was he I, Rodriguez. He, Rodriguez with J Lo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I believe uh, Derek Jeter dated uh, Derek Jeter dated uh, Jennifer. Uh, not Je- oh my gosh, Mariah Carey. Right, Mariah Carey. Yeah, back in the nineties. Yeah. Actually, you did. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Well, you know, good for him. Hey, superstars date superstars at times. Yeah. Anyway, his New York jerseys, uh, New York Yankees jersey, right from his very first Major League Baseball game, just sold record-setting price. TJ, how much? I heard what it was, so I'd be cheating. One point five million. No, no not no, quite. No. Three hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars. Okay. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, for a twenty-one-year-old uh, rookie, and from nineteen eighty-ninety-five to go for—that's—I mean—that's big money. That's Mickey Mantle money. That's big money. Real quick, uh, we, we didn't touch on this, I think, on the show, but uh, Derek Jeter put in the the Hall of Fame, and it was not a unanimous vote. And uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Yankees fan. Uh, I'm not necessarily a Derek Jeter fan, but he was truly, you know, one of the the best role models uh, and players of his time. You know, always kept his nose clean, never really got into any sort of trouble. I don't believe there was any controversy surrounding Derek Jeter over the years when he played baseball. The fact that he was not a unanimous uh, first ballot Hall of Famer is is offensive to me as a baseball fan. Do you want to know my Derek Jeter? <laughs> I met him at uh, a, a home run derby that my brother Michael Buffer was in, announcing. In Boston, right? In Boston, yeah, from the Green Monster. And I remember we went into, I went into the locker room to, to take a pee, to take a leak, right? So I'm in the urinal, and I look to my left, and who's taking a leak next to me? Derek Jeter. There's my Derek Jeter story. Right Whoa. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. You, you dated Derek Jeter? No, God. No, he <laughs> urinated next to Derek oh. Jeter. You <laughs> yeah, dated him? Yeah. Will you stop, TJ? So, sorry. I mean, that's that's literally what you just did to Sammy, so I thought I'd do it to you. Oh, oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's that's about as close as I got. Otherwise, going. I'll tell you one thing though. The, the home run derby. Penis. I well, didn't look. Well, they, Sammy, I'm they sorry. They dated. I, they I dated. Time, so I one time I took a leak next to Bruce Springsteen. I oh, was tempted to see if. I was tempted to see if he really is the boss, but no, I didn't look over either. Okay, Sammy, I, that, I'm not into that. I'm not going to look. How could you not? But then again, you have to. Be I'm careful. not a woman. Okay, I'm 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 a man taking a leak. You know, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> All I can tell you is, if I'm in any type of public. I'm sure. Vestibule. And I'm, you know, first of all, I never sit. Never sit on the seat. I don't care. You could put a thousand pieces of toilet tissue or seat covers. No, don't sit on anything. So I just squat and aim. But I'm always checking out other shoes. Like at the, you know, because I, you know, you squat, you sort of bend over. It's like a skier, a skier sort of like. uh, Going downhill on a race. Yeah. 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 So I'm always like checking out like, oh, look at those like little gross shoes or, oh, wow. Look, those are nice shoes. And, you know, so I don't know if you do something similar with penises, like, whoa, that's a big penis. And like, oh, that, no, I try to stay as far away from them as I can. <laughs> I that, that's that's not how it works. In the, uh, I'm only I mean, concerned about one, Sammy, and that's mine. And that's it. Period. Sammy, that, that's how you get a broken nose when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. In yeah. The yeah. Room. Listen, yeah. I, had a, I had a guy I was in and, I was at a show one time and fans were behind me. USC fan taking a video of me peeing. What? Right? Yeah, and I, well, I mean, the show before, and I turned around. and I go, no, Manlaw yeah. doesn't do that. Let me see that phone. Go to your camera right now. Let me see right. that video. Yeah. Delete it right now while yeah. I'm looking at it. Delete it. TMZ, TMZ. Bruce, Bruce Buffer pees and doesn't wash his hands. TMZ. Yeah. Um, nowadays, I pee before I I wash my hands before and after I pee. Nowadays, yeah. 
Come yeah. On. I, I think we need to have uh, Dr. Vinky back on the air to tell Sam that she can sit down in a public restroom. It's going to be fine. You're well, here, let me tell you something real quick. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. No. You should watch the episode from this last weekend because he's creating a uh, latte coffee shop and he's doing the bathrooms in a funky way. No toilets for the men and the women. Are there like, it looks like a bidet, but it's not a bidet, and it has a handle in front of it because he said women don't like to sit on toilets. So what he does, he says they got to sit here, hold the handle, and squat like you were talking about yeah. over this elongated device, and sometimes that's his idea of a bathroom. Sometimes I wish I had something to hold on to. That's like, what he had, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you don't want to touch underneath the door because then your hands are gross and you have to wipe your puss. Of course. Um, yeah, so, you know, I normally just... Wipe, wipe. Uh, <laughs> I just I'm, got that. Go ahead, Sammy. Yeah, hey, can I just real quick? Helps, pe pe people ask me, hey, what does Bruce Buffer talk about in his podcast? My new <sighs> answer now, you don't want to know, man. <laughs> just tune in. I can't tell I'm you. Reacting you, you don't want to know. Reaction. I'm reacting to the conversation. Woo! Okay, guys, we're going to end the show here with a feel-good story. This German shepherd off the coast of Moortown Bay, Australia, we all know how shark-infested these waters are. The German shepherd treaded water for 11 hours oh to help God. rescue the owner after the owner's boat sank. And it's because of the German shepherd oh that God. he was spotted and they were able to save his 63-year-old owner who was clinging to the boat just hours later. Wow. Believe that? 11 wow. hours they found him and then they found the owner. Man's best friend. Um, man's best friend, man. That's awesome. And, and that's something, too. Like I hope all of our listeners can, even if they don't like dogs, I hope everyone can at least experience the relationship uh, between your, yourself and a really good dog. It's not every dog will connect with its owner uh, in in the way that you know we all know or a lot of us know uh, a dog can, but it is a one of a kind type of experience. No question. Same with cats, cats are incredible. Right, and, and also cats can also be a pain in the butt. Um, I got two cats that I need to find a new home because they. Uh, they're, they're so needy, Sammy. They they won't do anything. They, they, what, 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 what? Uh, you're talking to the wrong person now, TJ. Well, well, I'm trying to give I'm trying to give Sam my cats. I'm talking to the she's right person. She's got five right now. cats. I don't know if she's going to take any more. I have four, but hold on. So call me the crazy cat lady. It's fine. You're not the first. Uh, so I look at my cats like they're my children, although they did not come from my vagina. Uh, they came from another cat's vagina, but they are like my children. Now, would you give your son away? Um, uh, my my son, away? my son is a human being, and that would also be uh, highly unusual uh, Here to we just go. go give your eight-year-old kid away. But I will tell you this: okay, very unusual well, to give your cat. Can I finish? Let me finish my. Well, you can't yell at me until I finish my comment. Um, if I was not equipped to provide a good home for my son, yes, I would I would give him up for adoption, which is what I'm doing with these cats. You are equipped. You have a perfectly nice home. No. I'm, it's I'm, good I'm, enough for your son. How is it not good enough for two cats? Because the cats are not in a good situation. They don't like me. And I would like to put them in a happier environment to where... How did you, how did you come about these cats? I adopted them from a rescue shelter. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So if you adopted a, a son from a rescue shelter. If I couldn't uh, if I wasn't a good fit for that child, yeah. 
Of course, I would you get would rid of it. You would throw back like a fish. You would throw back a fish if it didn't if it didn't no. feel right. You're, you're being ridiculous. What I'm trying to do is is take care of these cats and give them a better situation. They're not happy, Sam. Why would I? How for- do you know they're not happy? Because are they peeing everywhere? Um, a little bit sometimes. What, what the real issue is is they basically hide and don't come out ever um, unless they want food, and then they will scratch your face. When you're Cats. sleeping, you're, uh, they're damaged. Obviously, something awful happened to them, and you're correct. not even taking time but to it's get new. Them. Sam, I've had them for five years. Oh, is this new? Then it just started. Yes, and I and, and something has happened. Yes, something happened. I know, and that's why I'm trying to find a better situation for them, Sam. You're you're uh, you're jumping down my throat, and I'm trying to do the right thing. Why? Why? Yeah, Sam, he's trying to do the right thing. If it's, if it's not a good living environment yeah. at home, I can understand. He's trying to find him a home. Question real quick, and then we have to go. Your son, uh-huh. is he attached to the cats? Is that going to affect your no, son? No, no, he, he doesn't. They're not nice. They're, they're Sam, obviously upset and unhappy. I think you need a cat whisperer. I think you need to get a cat whisperer and then no. give every I, I would I would I would rather find them a new home because they resent us. We're starting to resent them. And that's the thing too. I'm not just going to go give them away. You say, "Oh, you're just going to throw them away." Throw them back. No. I'm going to find them the right home. And if that takes me 2 or 3 years, I'll do that. If something okay, changes between now and Sammy, then, Sammy, you got to yeah. you got to ride with you got to ride with TJ on this. He's I, trying to take care I, of I, I would just encourage you to find a cat whisperer. Maybe you know, in the time that it would take to find them a new home, you can rehabilitate them, and they're just going to be happy cats again. I think I could just find that's someone a, that would a have a better relationship also. with them. I mean, I'm but not going to go also. get a cat whisperer. Are they free? Is a cat whisperer free? No, not free. Then, TJ. then, yeah, no. Oh my God. All right, on that note, guys, news just came up. Another horrific shooting has happened in Milwaukee. Another no! Mass yep, it looks like uh, they're now reporting that seven people were dead, including the gunman. It was at the Molson Coors Complex in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. God, jeez. Mol- Molson Coors Complex? So it was like a brewery? It just says complex, TJ. It's, it's just now well, coming over. I just the, want to make sure that it's oh, not. Oh, yeah, the CEO of Morrison. Yeah, it's at the brewery. Okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like their baseball stadium, which I believe. No, that's Miller Park, so never mind. But no, anyway. no, no. It says here that the CEO of Molson Coors is heading back to Milwaukee from a company conference that was taking place in Texas right now to deal with this. It's a very active scene right now, guys. Oh, the shooter, man. The shooter's down. You know, so happy they uh, kill them all. I mean, you can't even say that. You can't even say you're happy because someone passed the away. The shooter's down? It, it's an unfortunate instance. And, and yes. Oh, I'm it, not happy the, about the end. No, I didn't no, no, say I'm No, happy. even to say that you're happy that the shooter was killed. Like, obviously, we, we're happy that he was incapacitated and no one else is being hurt. But, like, I still feel like something, something wasn't done to prevent this from happening. And, That's and And I feel like as a society, we need to try to do so. I mean, I don't want to start the gun control conversation in the last like 90 seconds of the show, but like, but also too, like we've talked about it time and time again, we have a mental health crisis in this country. And if this person was mentally well, it would have never gotten to this point. Um, So let me, let me, let me, let me elaborate on what I said. And I hate the fact that I said the word happy relating to a story like this. You're fine. You're fine. No, it's just me. I know what you're saying. A key factor here, as much as I want to see these shooters down and done, okay? As we just I do want them to become shooters. Up, right, but here's the thing. It's almost better that they capture them alive 
so they can find out the reasoning and find out some issues here and see if they can. In one respect, that could be a positive maybe, note, too, to try to figure I, out. I, maybe, maybe is not. Is there an answer that makes you feel better about the situation? No, there's not. It's just a horrible situation. I mean, it's it's so difficult because, like, again, at the, the core of this, whether he feels he was justified, and I shouldn't even say he, I don't know, who, man or woman, we don't know, um, but the, the bottom line is this, like, whatever they did to, or whatever happened to push them to this level, if they were a mentally grounded, sane person, they wouldn't have gone through with it. And I don't right. know how to fix that, Bruce. I don't know what any sort of situation is here, but it, it goes back to the same sort of thing when someone, ch- you know, takes their own life. Like, talk to someone, figure this out. You don't need yep. to go to drastic measures. I'm with you, TJ. It's uh, so many um, unforeseen or unknown uh, elements here that need to be discovered and hopefully uh, help us deal with, help the government deal with this and the cities deal with all this. I, I I just can't. I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm just I'm horrified every time I read this stuff and I read yeah. it what every week. <laughs> Unfortunately, crazy. yeah, no, it's. I mean, we definitely don't go a month without talking about a mass shooting. Well, let's go on and talk about something really wonderful, Sammy. Happy birthday! Thanks for being on the show. Happy, happy, happy. I'm glad you got your flowers. Brian. Oh, my God. I'm about that because we didn't hear from you, but I know you're working late. I know you're uh, working late. I didn't, I didn't get home last night from uh, the porn set until about 10 o'clock. And uh, it was a little late. And they were in my kitchen. And uh, one of the little actresses that's staying at my house uh, had to protect them from one of my four cats <laughs> that... Um, we're trying to eat your flowers because they were so beautiful, like the most beautiful array of flowers with these sprigs of green things that came out, which is what yeah. was attracting them. Well, why did um, why did you say it like that? Four cats. I felt like that was a shot at me, Sammy. It's situating. She has four, and you have two. Well, she can have <laughs> six, and I can have none. All right, already. I'm just. Hey, let saying. me let me say one thing while I have a chance here. That company is called Effusive Flowers in Los oh, Angeles. Effusive so Flowers. All my years of living here for 40-some years and all the flowers I've sent over those 40 years, they are the best. I have not used anybody else other than them for the last 10-plus years. How, how far do they deliver? They well, deliver. They, they deli- I'm in the valley, and they came yeah. all the way to me. Will they yeah, go to the IE, Bruce? To where? The Inland Empire. Uh, it's very possible. I don't know, TJ. That could be a hell of a delivery charge. I don't know, but they are amazing. I, I'll, I'll send you the. I'll send you the thing. Please you call do. my man. Yeah. Please do. I, uh, I need to to give my wife some solid flowers. I tried to get her flowers last week. It was our 15 year anniversary together. Oh. And uh, I placed the order, and unfortunately, uh, I got a phone call that was like, "Yeah, the truck broke down, and they're not going to yeah. get there today." So sorry. So I owe her a, me- a nice bouquet. Let me tell you, the orchid arrangements that this man does, which last for like three months or more or more, really? depending on how to take care of them. Yeah, it's wow. incredible. It's a flower gift that's giving. You know, I love giving roses, but, you know, Sammy, they're good for like a week, you know. It's so yeah. overplayed, too. By roses. the way, you gave me roses. <laughs> ah! Women love roses. All right. All right, Sammy, tell the audience what's going on. We got to sign off. Okay, yeah. Um, so, long story short, um, it's my birthday. Uh, I'm going to do an impromptu celebration tonight. Um, not that this audio will go up before then, but just know that uh, the night before, whenever, you know, a couple nights prior to... Oh, we're going to put this up. Give uh, give the location and time, Sam. Oh, really? Okay. Why not? Okay. Um, it's at the Shelby, uh, which is in Los Angeles, 
5 West 3rd Street in LA by the Beverly Center from 9 to 11. I'm announcing publicly our two newest penthouse pets and they're both very well-known Instagram famous girls. Um, I don't want to announce it. I can't. I was like, hmm, maybe I can say it here. Uh, Okay. If we delay it, will you say it here? Yeah. Okay. Violet Summers, who's got like 3 million Instagram followers, and she's just simply an IG girl. She's not like an adult superstar. And normally we make our pets adult superstars um, from adult superstars. And then, uh, so Violet Summers and a, a gorgeous girl who used to be an agent for models. Um, who's so pretty that she's a model now. Her name's Megan Stanfill. So um, they're going to be in the March-April issue, which hits the newsstands literally this week. And I need to give them their penthouse keys so they can uh, represent the company and give them their issues. And hold on. Hang on. Hold on. Uh Oh, Oh, Sam's on the move. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I want to show you a picture of Sammy. Um, one of her younger pictures here, if I can hold it to the camera. Can I hold it to the camera, Yeah, you DJ? can, yep. Yeah. Look oh, at yeah. that. Look at that. Yeah. It's side by side. I mean, you, I mean, you look the exact shirt. same. It's crazy. Oh, stop. They're so cute. What am I doing here? We've seen it the whole time, Bruce. You're good. I know, but it's so beautiful. Look at this. Look at this. Before and after. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a, a difference of like 30 years or whatever. What do they, what do they say on T, TMZ? Good jeans or real docs? Or good docs? Good jeans. Uh, good good jeans. jeans. Yeah, good. me, I'm good jeans. Um, and, and anybody can see that picture and more on Sam's Pajama Party, which is my Instagram. And then The Single Life, which is my Twitter. But here, no one's seen it yet. That's Violet Summers. Very cool. That's the one's going to hit the newsstands? Yep, and there's two girls. There's her, so she's Miss February. Careful. Then, yeah, very, very careful. Careful. Stanfill, ah. who's Miss January. Gotcha. Isn't she pretty? It, yes. It's amazing how uh, mm-hmm. that picture just goes over the Skype camera so well. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. TJ, what about you, buddy? Um, so, guys, come and visit us, and yeah. uh, it's uh, on West Third Street. If anybody's in town, come, come there on. You go. Uh, for yeah, me, the name of the place again. The name of the place, please. The Shelby, and they're Shelby. on Instagram. It's the Shelby L A S H E L B Y. The Shelby L A. Tonight, February twenty sixth, nine to eleven. Got it. There you go. Yep. Yep. Uh, for me, Bruce. Uh, people can check me out uh, on Twitter at TJ DeSantis. Uh, if you're looking for more mixed martial arts centered programming, uh, do a search for Between Rounds Radio wherever you get your podcast. We do pre and post fight breakdowns, uh, live post fight. Uh, radio. It's called Beat Down After the Bell. Uh, we're doing it again, delayed, coming up uh, this weekend on um, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, you can check out uh, Beat Down After the Bell with myself and Eddie Alvarez. Um, but uh, if you want uh, exclusive content, including our show with Jeremy Horn and Monty Cox called MMA Stories, really fun uh, show. Monty Cox this week actually outlines the road for a young up-and-coming fighter and what they can expect and how to get to the UFC and, and what that timeline generally looks like. So uh, check he that knows. out, patreon.com forward slash between rounds. He does know what that's all about. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, um, Sammy. Yeah. Nice? I love you, dear. Happy birthday. I love you too. Long time, Sammy. Hey, Sammy, do you have a podcast? No. You want to do a podcast? Do you got time, Maybe. Sammy? Maybe. Let's talk. You should. Let's talk. You should talk. You should. You should. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, I won't. I won't make you money. Okay, if I can make money, I don't want to have to go after advertisers and be like, "Ugh." I got it all taken care of. We'll we'll talk. Okay. He's okay. called a producer, Sammy. He's supposed to take care of all that. Okay. Yeah. All I good. Can, yeah. I can. I, I mean, no, no, no offense. It might be easier to make you money than Buffer over here. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Mm. You that work. You work in an industry that's a little bit different. Yeah, your industry's a little different, Sammy. Yeah. And and, and Buffer know. Buffer's a better entrepreneur, so I can't make him any money. He's making all the money himself. Mm. Yeah, I, I take care of business. No worries. Hey, by the way, did you see the new trailer for the Rumble I movie? I did. Oh yeah. my God, it's awesome. Isn't that awesome? You know, at I'm first so, when I saw I it, Bruce, when, when I first huh? saw it, when I first saw it, I thought it was a video game, and I got real excited. I would have too, but, but I know it's not. But the movie's pretty cool. The movie's cool. Michael's in the movie is an animated character of himself, and um, it, it's just we licensed the Rumble for the advertising, the marketing. They did a great job with that first trailer. I'm very excited about all this, and it comes out in 2021, so this will be publicized all the way up to that. Um, big movie, big movie. I love animated movies. Can't wait to see it. All right, everybody. Thank you, Sammy. Love you. TJ, okay. love you, brother. Everybody out there listening, love you, too. We're so loyal to our audience, and we appreciate everything. And again, TJ, I'm in Auckland, and people are telling me they listen to the show, and I love that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them before you set on that path. And when you do set on that path, just be the best you can be, because when you walk that path, putting your knowledge to work, your passion for what you're doing, monetize your passion however you can, but just do the best job you can. And if you wind up being first place and being the best, all for it. If you wind up just winning, that's because you're doing your job. So be the best you can be. I've said that multiple times in this last 30 seconds, so I think you know I mean it. Buffer out. Talk to you next week. This is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Hey, this is Jill from the Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe. Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with the Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.